0: Hello and welcome everyone to episode 115 of the AppDVs podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rogers, and this week's episode will focus on the Aptera news for the period between May 28th and June 3rd, 2023, which will be about Alafay's hub motors and efficiency. Hello everyone. I hope that you all had a great week. This week's episode is going to be really a focus and a a deeper dive, I guess, and I'm attempting to start a conversation about the hub motors that Aptera will be using for their vehicle, which became a topic of discussion due to the EPA range estimates for the Lordstown Motors pickup truck named the Endurance. That all became a story last week, and to put it nicely, they were not very good. The pickup truck itself it features a 109-kilowatt-hour battery, which is pretty big on the larger side, but it has an estimated range of only 174 miles, which is the result of, or I guess if you do the math on this, people are estimating the vehicle efficiency is around 702 watt-hours per mile. And if you put that in internal combustion engine vehicle terms, The vehicle has an efficiency of only 48 miles per gallon equivalent, which is, again, pretty bad. That's putting it lightly. Just forgetting about Aptera for a second, which has made their entire business model about efficiency. If you compare it to other pickup truck EVs, the Rivian R1T pickup has an estimated range of 303 miles, and on that's with a 105 kilowatt hour pack. The F-150 Lightning can go 230 miles, and it has a 98 kilowatt hour battery pack. The the Hummer EV has an absurd, I think if you go with the biggest, it, it's looking at around a 230 30 kilowatt hour battery pack, and that's the that's pretty much the only vehicle that's in the the range of com- of comparably awful efficiency. The Aptera, you know, the the one that you know they're focusing on, one hundred watt hours per mile. If you're getting one hundred watt hours per mile, then that's three hundred and thirty miles per gallon equivalent. So substantially better than an, an EV that is at, at forty eight miles per gallon equivalent. That's that's basically in line with many hybrids. You're not doing a lot better than a an internal combustion engine vehicle, which is just really saying something in terms of the efficiency or rather the inefficiency of the energy use of the vehicle. It's just, it's incredibly bad. And so I'm looking in the coverage of this story and this is the sort of impetus that's the background impetus for this particular week's episode. And when I'm looking at this at this article in Inside EVs, the Alafe hub motors, which are part of the four-wheel drive system for Lordstown Motors Endurance pickup truck, are part of the speculation as to the possible causes for the terrible efficiency and energy consumption and very high energy consumption. I also saw the hub motors mentioned in a car and driver article discussing the same issue. If, if you look anywhere online at this point in the comment section for these articles as well as on social media sites, you'll see many people that are convinced that the, uh, I'd say, perhaps ironically named endurance, that's not my joke. Plenty of people have, have made that and I, I hesitated to bring it up. But the hub motors are essentially the cause of the incredibly high energy draw. That that's You see that over and over again. People aren't looking at well, it's a pickup truck. Um, it has poor efficiency because of, of weight. It's it's the the hub motors. Most of the comments that I've seen, they don't really provide an explanation as to why they they just start with with this is likely the cause. It, it's sort of stated as a a standalone explanation. And so I decided to do some research into what I could find on hub motors to figure out what's going on with their energy draw, what would happen with a vehicle, including past presentations by Lafayette and Aptera, to maybe gain some insight into the role that hub motors play into energy use in the vehicle and and what is going on likely with the endurance pickup truck with their, um, this might be the industry worst vehicle range for an electric vehicle. And so kicking things off, I'd like to start with the question of, well, what really are the differences between hub motors and standard motors that you see in an electric vehicle that might impact efficiency? And I'll start with this clip from Blad Grafenauer, who is the head of computer-aided engineering at Alafay, from a webinar that Alafay did back in November of 2022, where he explains what were the challenges that Alafay had to overcome when coming up with their design for their hub motors. So Talking about the unit motors... Um and the differences compared to an
1: onboard motor or a central motor we have to look at what are the challenges so what is different and basically with the motors being in a more direct contact with the ground we of course need to have a durable construction as well as there is an air gap as with any um, electric motor so there is a requirement for High stiffness, which includes bearing stiffness as well as um, motor compor- component stiffness, which is achieved by different um, topology and other optimizations of the motor components, um, as well as good understanding of the bearing uh, and setting the requirements on the bearing correctly um, so that they're applicable for the um, vehicles that the motor is being designed for um as well as the motor where based on the location um also the thermal uh elements of the motor are quite complex because it's uh, totally uh, exposed to the environment so from really cold temperatures to really hot um tarmac temperatures um there are different conditions that the motor needs to safely operate within Um, as well as there are some electromagnetic losses of the motor and uh, basically some residual torques uh, as well as uh, brake heat generation. So accurate thermal mapping is required. In a short summary, what this means is that, like anywhere you wish to have a stiff and durable yet lightweight and compact construction
0: So listening to that clip, basically the takeaway is that a hub motor needs to be more durable to deal with the different shocks that it'll face because of its location in the wheels, as well as the temperature changes that it will experience. Again, because of its exposure, it's going to be experiencing high heat as well as potentially cold, depending on the weather. And it needs to be stiff enough to maintain the air gap that every single electric motor has. Now, you put that all together and you're going to want the hub motor to be lightweight as possible because that's going to affect the vehicle performance and so you're you're not going to want that's that gets to the unsprung mass and so you've got this stiffness for the air gap and then you've got this durability but you know you could make it this massive thing that's very durable but then it would be too heavy so you, you need to play around with, with materials and in order to get it just right that's what Alafe focused on but I'll note that in discussing these main challenges here, you know, shock resistance because of where it is, the temperature re- resistance, you know, the stiffness that's required, and the weight, all of that is focusing, and this was really the main focus of that particular webinar and everything that they, they spoke is, again, because of where it's located. It's all about the durability of the motor itself. In short, the biggest problems that are facing hub motors are potential damage to their functioning because of where they are placed. That's the biggest functional technical challenge in order to make it work. Otherwise, when you're looking at the presentations that Olafe is doing, you don't really hear the terms of the the overall power consumption or the efficiency. That doesn't come up too much as, as a significant barrier in part because there are efficiency gains that the, the motors get as well. And so they're not talking about, you know, are, are we going to be able to get enough power in this package? Is it going to work out? It's more, how do we prove that this is, this is durable enough? And so naturally, if you use more motors or you use bigger hub motors, then you, your vehicle is going to have a higher power draw, but there doesn't appear to be anything inherently that makes them less efficient, in terms of an overall energy consumption. You know, if you make a a bigger motor that you would see and say something like a a Hyundai or Kia or or Rivian or or Lucid, if it's going to be a bigger motor, you know, it might use more power. But in in the same way, bigger motor, or if you, instead of using a dual drive, the four-wheel drive, you get more consumption, but there's nothing fundamental. And so next up, I wanted to talk through, I sort of alluded to this, why go with a hub motor in general? And, and so I wanted to focus on, you know, what I could find on, well, what are the benefits? And and I'm, I've decided to use it, another clip from that November 2020 webinar, as well as a short clip from co- including co-CEO Steve Fambro from a webinar that Aptera did with Alafay way back in 2021. So, so take a listen to the summary of the benefits.
1: What you get with Inwood Motors is a true freedom of, of design. So, there uh, are no drive shafts, which enable new vehicle layouts. You can get a flat floor um, and maximize the space inside the vehicle for passenger comfort um, because basically all of your propulsion is in the wheel where it's needed. Uh, you don't have any gears, uh, which also lowers mass. And with lower mass and less losses in the gearboxes, you can extend the range of the vehicle. I think gram for gram, it's very close to conventional setup because, you know, the motor replaces the bearings, the spindle, the brakes, the upright component. So all of that stuff is in the motor and you would have that weight anyway. Uh, so I think in uh, the, the overall benefits, I think are, are much, much better.
0: So again, we have this sort of explanation from Blage from the, the November 2022 webinar explaining that you can actually extend the range of the vehicle by removing these losses from the gearing and and i'm guessing that's part of the drivetrain and steve steve is saying something very similar we're we're comparing the weight so you know there's the question of the unsprung mass and and what happens when you add this weight to the the wheels but you also lose overall weight when you replace a lot of the their structures that go into a more traditional motor setup and so you're gaining overall space in the vehicle, and you have more flexibility. So blage is talking about, well, you know, you can, you have options for additional passenger comfort, but you get a lot more flexibility when you take out some of this, this construction, and that's supposed to be a more simplified platform. And so, you know, both Lordstown and Aptera they've focused on this overall benefit. With Lordstown putting the You know this this benefit of the the space that it's less to maintain. They've put that front and center in in their marketing. You can see it on on their website of of what you're you're getting, and and so when you're talking about the overall efficiency of hub motors versus traditional motors that you'd see in other electric vehicles. Now I I know I'm I'm sort of biased in this regard. Not sort of biased. I'm heavily biased in, in that I've been focusing Aptera for a while. But if you'd have to think that if Aptera thought that they could get extra range or efficiency with a different electric motor setup, then they wouldn't be going with the hub approach. And it's not just a faction of a factor of the weight of well, they can do this because it weighs less. No, every vehicle that weighs less is going to get more. They're going to gain in efficiency. That that's Aptera doesn't have a monopoly on physics and how that works every car is going to benefit from this and so but every car is going to benefit from the packaging flexibility from putting those those hub motors in instead of using a more traditional gear and drive drivetrain you know that's not even to speak to you know one of the things that that has been spoken with with aptera because of the increased lever arm with the hub motors there's more increased regenerative braking and so uh Theoretically, the Lordstown Endurance pickup truck has increased regenerative braking that you don't see in other vehicles just because of it. it's a fundamental advantage of, of doing that. And so I, um, I just to move on here, I'm going to go with one last clip. And this is from Alafe, Chief Technology Officer, Garage Godevach, who's making an, who makes an important point about the gains that you get from Hub Motors And he sort of transitions into what I think is the explanation of the key issue facing Lordstown.
1: Yeah, this is extremely important what you have mentioned. So, you know, because in a lot of big traditional OEMs, they have, you know, different departments. So one deals with the powertrain, one deals with the chassis, one with the body, one with electronics. But actually, if you want to use all these benefits enabled by new architecture, you have to look at this in a holistic way. And then on the vehicle level, you can obviously optimize.
0: What Garage is, or Garage was clarifying there is that even though there are benefits to using hub motors, you still need to take a holistic approach in order to take advantage of them. That that really explains in a nutshell what Tesla has done with their vertical integra- integration. What you have seen with their advantages in range over other, over traditional OEMs when they started out with electric vehicles in terms of their range. One company was familiar with the entirety of the supply chain and was able to make custom parts and look at holistically what the vehicle was trying to achieve, and they got better performance out of it. And in a nutshell, I think this is really the foundation of the problems that, that Lord Sound is facing with the endurance with their incredibly high power consumption and their incredibly low range. If you look in their history of of what their overall goal was and they they started out to you can see that when they when they started when they announced the pickup truck, their initial goal was was a range of 250 miles, which back in in when I first heard about them and they first came on the scene, you know this is going back to 2016, 2017, 250 miles was that was on the longer end of EVs that were on the market. But when you're projecting it in the future, when they were coming into market, people were questioning, would that be enough? But the hub motors, that was going to allow them to simplify their vehicle design, lower maintenance. They were going to get there. I found an old spec sheet from 2020 that still had this 250 miles of range. It did not include their curb weight, though. So there were still questions there. And going back to 2021, there was an explosive report from Hindenburg Research that claimed that the company was deceiving investors about the overall company and its health. And in that report, it included the claim that they were exploring changes to the exterior of the vehicle to deal to reduce weight. And so they've they've known about their weight issue for a while. And likely what happened with with Lordstown is that. Whatever gains that they got to the drivetrain and efficiency from the hub motors, if you don't have all teams, and this is what Garaz was, was speaking to, if you don't have all teams at the company working together on a coherent vision to take advantage of the, the gains of, of what other departments are doing, it's not necessarily going to benefit you at all. And you can, in fact, wipe those those gains out you know if they're if they they have improved packaging because of hub motors and improved space and another team just goes oh well now this means that we get to to, to fit a, a cheaper air conditioning system that's going to that's going to weigh more than you've you've just cost the comp, or you've cost the the vehicle its, its range and its performance and if you have all these different hands that they're working separately in, in a silo you can have problems and Lordstown, again, if you follow the company's history, they've seen a lot of turnover at the executive level. Multiple times they they faced cash flow issues. And you can kind of envision how it happened that you didn't have everyone in all departments working towards a collective vision and really taking advantage of, oh, you know, we've got these hub motors that are saving us weight and we have improved efficiency and so we can we don't have to do x y and z you know we've got better regenerative braking and so we don't need to include you know this system that probably did not happen again i'm speculating here but that probably didn't happen at at lordstown and you know if you're looking for more evidence as to you know why that the why hub motors probably aren't the cause of terrible efficiency in vehicles and they don't have some sort of extreme power draws that that have ruined the endurance. You can look at what is now again it's it's defunct, but you can look at at Lightyear with their their zero. Their, that was their their first vehicle. They have published numerous specs, um, and they 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 completed full range testing. This vehicle also featured hub motors. It also featured four hub motors, just like the endurance vehicle, and even though it only had a six hundred a sixty kilowatt hour battery. It had a 450-mile range, and they're, they're having a, an energy consumption rate of, of about 109 watt-hours per mile, which is incredible. That's in the range of what Aptera is looking at. But, you know, what are the differences now? You know, unlike the Endurance, the Lightyear Zero, they were using smaller hub motors, so their maximum power output was around 130 kilowatts, whereas the Endurance was using Alafi's biggest motors— and, you know, that well, that makes sense because they're trying to increase their overall towing capacity. The Endurance has a maximum power output of 440 kilowatts. There's, in fact, there was a, a stunt that they did at one point where they were, there was a towing competition between an Endurance and a Ford F-150. And the the Endurance easily, it, it drags the, the F-150. It's basically a tug of war. And so, you know, they, they went with the biggest maximum power because they're trying to impress people. They're trying to make a working vehicle. And, you know, just if you look at the power draw or the power output alone, you can see that, yeah, the, the endurance should have, you know, that's going to explain a significantly higher power consumption rate alone because you're using four bigger batteries. But that doesn't explain the full picture um, because it, it's not like the when they're doing the testing, it was towing a 7,000-pound trailer throughout. And so, yeah, because it, it has a 440 maximum power output, but it, it ought not to have been using that full power that whole time. And, and so I, I, that doesn't explain how they're getting to that 174 uh, miles of range. The, the real culprit that you can see here is, is pretty obvious on the specs, and it's the weight and the coefficient of drag, whereas the Lightyear Zero is around 3,400 pounds. the endurance is at at 6450 pounds. the the light year zero has a coefficient of drag of 0. 0.175. the the endurance they don't even post this because because why would you you know that most people just they're not looking at this but if you look at other pickup trucks the Rivian has a coefficient of drag of 0. 0.30 whereas the Ford F150 lightning is at 0. 0.36 so if you figure that they're somewhere around there, you're, you're looking at a coefficient of drag that is is about twice as and I don't think it, and I think because of the exponential cost of coefficient of drag, you can't even say it's twice, but you're looking at somewhere in in the threes for the endurance pickup truck. And so to summarize, you've got Lightyear also using four hub motors, also using four hub motors developed by aLAfe, um, but they paired it with a lighter vehicle. And a more aerodynamic profile, and you get incredible range. And then you've got Lordstown; they use higher power draw um, hub motors, but it's one of the heaviest pickup trucks that's going to be on the road, and and that's despite this space that they've saved with the the hub motors. It's it's not aerodynamic, and you end up with one of the least efficient EVs ever recorded. So you know, you make it heavy, you make it unaerodynamic. It has poor power consumption or consumption. And so, you know, my I've got two big takeaways from this conversation and the conclusion that hub motors are to blame for the endurance's poor efficiency. The first is that when you're trying to do something new, people are going to assume it's bad until they've been proven otherwise. And that that makes sense. It's basically people will take a glass half empty approach with new technology. And you hear it all the time. If this is such a good idea, how come no one else has done it before? How come no one else has made it work? That's a lot of what's going on with the hub motors. People are going to need to see Aptera succeed before they buy into the hype about hub motors and increased efficiency. And until that happens, it's just, it's just it sticks out like a, a sore thumb for the endurance. And people are jumping onto that instead of the other conclusions that they could make. And my, my second c- conclusion is that we, we just don't live in a world where people are paying attention to the key drivers of vehicle efficiency, like weight, aerodynamics, rolling resistance, and just overall vehicle engineering, that takes a holistic approach to reduce the energy consumption of a vehicle. For for example, you know, I, I spoke about the the lightyear zero because it is also using four hub motors like um, like uh, the endurance, but you also have the Audi e-tron S, which is an all-wheel drive EV that has absolutely terrible range at 193 miles and it has a very large battery pack of 95 kilowatt hours Uh, the overall efficiency of the audi e-tron s is in the ballpark of the endurance it's looking at around 535 watt hours per mile that's absolutely awful but if you compare the weight and the coefficient of drag it's 500 pounds less than the endurance and it has a coefficient of drag of 0.27 which again is likely less that is less than what you see with pickup trucks. And there was there's one quote from Co CEO Chris Anthony where he he mentioned that for every thirty pounds of weight that you add, you lose around one percent of range for an EV. If that holds true of the Endurance, and you're looking at five hundred pounds of weight difference between the Audi E-Tron S and the Endurance, you know that's that's a, a loss of sixteen percent of range. If and so, if they reduce the the endurance by that five hundred pound difference, it'd be at around two hundred miles of range, and it would have a, a consumption rate of fifty or five hundred and thirty watt hours per mile. That's almost the exact same thing as the Audi e-tron. And so, we're looking we'd be looking at a vehicle with four hub motors with with the same terrible energy consumption of of the Audi. But people aren't looking at that well it it weighs a lot and it's it's unaerodynamic and that's the cause. And instead, online commenters have just they've just focused on the the overall the overall hub motors. People don't see passenger vehicles as the giant, inefficient, blocky masses that they are. You've got the, the Rivian pickup truck, which is more aerodynamic and and it's it's more curved, it's sleeker, it has a better coefficient of drag than the Ford F-150 Lightning, and it has better range and performance numbers, but people aren't making that instant connection. And so it makes sense that they're going to look at a company that's been beset by multiple issues, and they'll assume it's the hub motors. That's that's the that's the explanation that folks are going to focus on. And it it could be true that those motors are more expensive, and that's the reason why people aren't using them. It could be that they're having... That there are durability issues that have not fully been proven. That I'm that I I will wait and see. But they're probably not the power hogs that folks are are making them out to be. That's the issue with these motors is not that they that they are any worse in terms of the overall energy use inherently than you would see in standard um, standard electric vehicles. Um, that when you look at the endurance pickup truck, it it just looks like the logical result of Trouble development, and I just hope that it doesn't cause Alfa any sort of reputational or financial damage going forward. Because folks are associating, you know, they're the supplier of the motors for this company that that does not look like, you know, if you were a betting person, it doesn't look like they're that they're not one that I would expect to succeed. So I, I'm curious what other folks think when when looking at this. You know what are your thoughts on on Hub Motors and and Aptera? Um, shoot me an email at appevspodcast@gmail.com at gmail I'd love to get folks um, per perspective on 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 this issue because it's something that I, I expect. It's coming up with the the Hub Motors a, a few times. I've I've seen it in small ways. It, it's a it's been a major way with the Endurance, but I expect it to come up with a a wide range of things with Aptera because they're they're trying to do so many things different. People are, people are ready to to downplay them, and you know the company is going to need to succeed to really put some of those those suspicions and and those doubters to, to bed. But yet, you know, I'm I'm I don't think this is going to be the last time something is going to come up where folks are are sort of jumping to conclusions that oh you know just because no other OEM has done this before, it's not going to work for. For Aptera, but uh, I'd love to hear from you all, and so please, uh, please let me know. And that concludes episode 115 of the App EVs podcast. I hope you found this episode interesting. If you enjoy the podcast, please tell a friend so that we can continue to grow the Aptera movement. I also include my referral link in these show notes, which you can use for $30 off your $100 refundable deposit for an Apt EV's podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms, including Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc., etc. If you have any questions or feedback, including corrections, please send those to podcast at gmail.com. Thank you to OS50 for the song movies. And in the words of Jeff Canada, think about what you put out into the world. Make it a better place.